The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jan Jeffcoat. Welcome to Episode 1 of the National Desk, Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. He is fighting President Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses with 100 or more employees. Then we hear from Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, who serves on the Senate Judiciary Committee. She talks to us just hours before she's set to grill Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Hear what she has to say about the reported plan to send court documents to tens of thousands of migrants who were not processed after crossing the border illegally. And that's where we begin with the border crisis and someone who's been on the front lines through two administrations. An activist is leading a group of Central American and Haitian migrants through Mexico, calling on other migrant groups to join the caravan as the group does move full steam ahead to the southern border. Joining us right now, former Acting Commissioner of Customs and Border Protection and visiting fellow at FAIR, Mark Morgan. Great to see you as always. Thanks, Jen. So according to the latest report, some 10,000 migrants are expected to be making their way to the border. Do you know anything about this new migrant group or what are you hearing? Yeah, so we have some similarities that we've seen in the past uh, and, and some differences. So again, we're seeing some of the same organizers that are doing this that we've seen uh, uh, before. But Jan, a, a couple of differences right now. Generally, what these caravans do is they make their way to Mexico City, then they disperse and then they make their way to, to various points along the southwest border. What these organizers now are calling for is to avoid Mexico City, really join together and then make another mass entry at some destination along the southwest border. We're seeing an increase of violence that we haven't seen before. And we're also seeing some towns within Mexico basically closed down because they're concerned about the additional effects of disease and violence and crime that's coming to their city through these uh, caravans. Mark, I saw this interesting story I wanted to ask you about because there's these reports. All of this is part of a negotiating tactic from Mexico. Tony Payan of Rice University's Baker Institute for Public Policy explained, quote, it seems to me that Mexico is using the caravan as leverage with the United States. Otherwise, the 18,000 Haitians that made it to Del Rio, Texas, would not have made it that far. They were allowed to transit through Mexico and make it to the border. Mark, your thoughts on this. Is Mexico, in fact, using the caravans as leverage and helping them to the border? Yeah, I, I think it's a little more nuanced than that. I mean, we've seen uh, the images, uh, pictures, and reports where you know law enforcement in Mexico are trying uh, to uh, reduce some of the, the migrant caravans that are coming through. But look, at the end of the day, President AMLO has been very clear that the crisis, the catastrophic crisis that we're seeing that his countries have to deal with as well as the United States as a direct result of the Biden administration's open border policies. So there's going to be a limit to what Mexico is going to do as long as this country is responsible for the mass migration that we're seeing right now. And so, yeah, I, I do believe that that during some, some discussions are going to be coming up, 
they're going to use this to send a clear message that, hey, this needs to be a regional issue and a regional solution. Mexico should not be the only one trying to stem the flow while this country is doing everything to actually encourage the mass migration. And the reason this is interesting also is because President Biden, as we know, is scheduled to meet with Mexico's president yeah. as well as Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau later this week to discuss uh, a number of issues, including migration. But you've been a part of these meetings, Mark, with Mexican officials. Break this down for us. How willing is Mexico to helping Americans tackle the crisis on the southern border. Well, I think this is where the leverage does come in, right? It's a delicate balance. I mean, in negotiations like this, all countries involved are going to use a certain degree of leverage uh, to really further their interests. But, hey, make no mistake, though, this is not just an American issue. This is a regional crisis. And under the Trump administration, that's how we approached it. We brought Mexico to the table, as well as Central American countries and other countries as well, to really address this uh, globally and not look at this as just one country's responsibility. And I think that's what you're going to see coming from Mexico. Again, Emil has been very clear, and I think he's going to continue to be clear with President Biden that it's your policies that cause this. You need to change something to assist Mexico and join his partners to stem the flow, secure our borders, and reduce the flow of illegal immigration. That's what you're going to see happening behind closed doors. All right. Mark Morgan, always great to see you. We appreciate you joining us this morning here on the National Desk. Have a good one. You're listening to our weekly podcast, The National Desk Conversations, featuring newsmaker interviews from The National Desk, America's News Now. Next on episode one of our podcast, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. According to several news organizations, U.S. Customs and Immigration have launched a plan to send court documents to tens of thousands of migrants who were not processed after crossing the border illegally. And that process that they're trying to work on now is called Operation Horizon. Well, some lawmakers have questioned the legality of this process and also how the government can monitor migrants who were not formally processed that have already crossed into the country. Several senators plan to grill Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas about this during a Senate Judiciary Committee later this morning. One report shows some of the leaked documents to the migrants said in part, don't worry if you were past the 60-day deadline to report from the time you entered the United States. Come in so you can help ensure the best outcome for your case. Another document, unless you have committed a serious crime or the government thinks you may be a risk to the United States, you will not be taken into custody during the appointment. Well, joining us now, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. What questions do you have for Secretary Mayorkas regarding this recent report? You know, so much about what we're going to question him on today has to do with the priorities of this administration and his department, because what they're doing is flagrantly working outside of the rule of law. They are not enforcing immigration law. And as you just said, they are admitting that they have not processed these individuals into the country. They have not adjudicated these asylum claims, but they have done the catch and release process where people just come in, they move on, or either they completely evade law enforcement and come into the country with no uh, processing at all. Now, what they're trying to do is kind of put the cat back in the bag, if you will. 
because they're trying to go back in and fill in where they know they've been outside of the rule of law. They are trying to make it look as if they're working to secure the border. But the bottom line is, is this. We have a DHS secretary who does not believe in having a secure border. The policy of this administration is an open border, and the steps they have taken to remove any of the Trump policies that were put in place, building a wall, remain in Mexico until asylum claims are adjudicated, ending catch and release. Those are all policies that this administration has dropped. Senator, when it comes to catch and release, do we know how many of these migrants here in this country have just disappeared and did not show up for their for their court date to be adjudicated? We do not because they're not keeping the records on these. And one of the things that is significant, while the Border Patrol says, well, we've apprehended 1.7, 1.8 million people at the southern border, when I talk to Border Patrol agents, they will tell me they think the number of those that are the gotaways, as they classify them, comes to 1.5 million people. So that would mean an additional 3 million illegal aliens in this country in this one year. Now, what is significant about the numbers from this year is DHS continues to say, oh, we only have about 11 million illegal aliens in the country. Well, they've been using that number of illegal immigrants since 2005. So what they're trying to do is say that even with this open border, nothing's changed, that you have no additional illegal immigrants into the country. And many studies have classified it as high as 25 million illegal immigrants in the country. And Senator, we've been hearing a lot about these payments to migrant families who were separated at the border under the previous administration. Will the president, without the consent of Congress, be able to authorize these payments? And what is, uh, what are the lawmakers who are against it? What are they, what are they doing right now to, yeah. to fight against this? Well, that was the first question that I asked when I heard about these payments, is what legal authority, under what legal authority are they making this these payments? How are they pushing forward with these payments? Because Congress has not allocated this money. Now, in the Build Back uh, Broke plan, as I call it, they have money to make these payments, because I think they realized they got their hands slapped on that, trying to secretly negotiate this. But we will cover that in the hearing today. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to question Secretary Mayorkas, because with Tennesseans, border security is one of the top three issues they bring up in every telephone town hall, every meeting in the state. We hear a good bit about this. Yeah, and very quickly, Senator, what are you hearing about uh, the, the Democrats' spending bill at this point? Can you guys count on Senators Manchin and Cinema to stop it? Because Florida Senator Rick Scott said he doesn't think Senator Joe Manchin's going to hold the line on this. What's your thoughts? 
We not only have Manchin and Cinema that have problems, there are three or four other senators that have some concerns and issues. The more people know about this legislation, the less popular it is. So the more we talk about it and people learn about what is in it, the immigration policy that is in it, the look, what they're trying to do in this bill is take one vote and take control of your kids, of their education, of health care, of changing immigration policy, federalizing elections, and forcing implementation of the Green New Deal. Senator, very quickly, what three other Democratic lawmakers are you talking about? Uh, there are other lawmakers that have heard uh, that are having questions. I'm not identifying. I never speak for another lawmaker. All right. Senator Marsha Blackburn from the great state of Tennessee, we appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. You're listening to the National Desk Conversations. I'm Jan Jeffcoat, and this is our weekly podcast featuring newsmaker interviews taken right from our morning news broadcast, the National Desk, America's News Now. Our final interview, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. A federal appeals court has suspended President Biden's attempt to mandate the shots for private businesses with 100 or more employees. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton joining us this morning. Attorney General, good morning to you. Appreciate you joining us here. Good morning. Big win for your state who sued the administration over this. Do you anticipate the court to hold this ruling, though, pending that judicial review? And what's the argument on your side of this? Yeah, so I do expect to be successful. We got this uh, basically injunction or stay on, on the mandate, and you have to show when you do that, you have to show that the state would suffer irreparable harm and that if you were to go to trial on the merits, you'd likely win. So it's, it's a good sign from the court. As far as what happens in the future, I think we've got a really good chance. We're right on the law. There's, no, there's nothing in, in the law from Congress that lets OSHA do this that allows them to force you to get a vaccine or lose your job. So I feel very confident in the end, no matter where this goes to another circuit or whether it goes to the Supreme Court, that we've got a very good chance of winning. And Attorney General, can you break this down for us? What is your understanding of the law when it comes to state versus federal jurisdiction? Well, so the feds, in order to do this, they have to have some type of authority. There's, this agency has to have some written authority from Congress that was voted on. They don't have that authority. And so we have the authority to fight back and say, look, there's nothing in the law that allows them to do this to our businesses, to our state agencies. And so that's 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 our argument. That's that's our I think will be our successful fight. So you're saying constitutionally, the president alone cannot do this without the consent of Congress. Yeah, I'm not even sure Congress has the authority through any type of provision in the Constitution to order you or anybody else to get a vaccine under penalty of losing your job. But we certainly know that an agency that doesn't even have anything from Congress and the president can't ask the agency to do something that they don't have the authority to do. But that's exactly what President Biden has done. And we know a number of these businesses are still struggling to bounce back. And and especially after this, some of the lockdowns with the pandemic, if this vaccine or, or testing mandate is fully implemented, how will it impact businesses, do you think, in your state? You know, it's, it's devastating. We're already struggling in this state to keep up with the number of workers that we need in all kinds of industries, but particularly in law enforcement, in healthcare, hospitals and doctors nurses leaving, law, not only law enforcement, but also transportation, pilots and flight attendants and, and mechanics. All of this is going to impact the economy at a time that we can least afford it. It makes no sense for the president to push this on us. 
given the consequences to the economy, given the consequences to individuals' lives and the devastation that it will create for people that lose their jobs. Attorney General, what do you say to those people on the other side and say, oh, this will actually help businesses, it'll keep them open because it's going to lower case counts? Well, whether it does or doesn't, I, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. I don't think they know whether it's accurate. What we do know is that you can't just make up law and force people into a situation where they've got to choose between their livelihood, making a living, and their health. That is not constitutional. That should never be allowed. If the government can force you to do that, then they can force you to do anything, and we don't live in a free country anymore. And I want to ask you while I have you here about the new migrant caravan that has formed in Mexico and has now started marching toward the, uh, the southern border. How are you preparing as a state for, for this, this caravan? Some estimate it could be as large as 10,000 plus. Well, look, it's really hard to prepare for that, and it's hard for the, the, the Border Patrol to prepare for that. All these resources end up getting allocated to that. We end up losing even more control of our border, more drugs come in. Uh, the consequences are very negative. Uh, it affects international trade, so it's affecting Mexico too. So there's really no upside to this. This is just a problem that we continue to have because the Biden administration continues to invite people here illegally. And what are you doing as a state right now to prepare? So we have tremendous resources on the border. We've, we've, the legislature has put billions of dollars. We have lots of law enforcement down there. We're trying to build our own wall, but that takes time and, and effort on our part. So you know, we're doing everything we can, but the responsibility largely lies with the Biden administration. And not only do they refuse to do it, they actually are inviting the problem. Attorney General Kim Paxton from the great state of Texas. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. That's episode one of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or watch on the STIR app. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.